Hello and welcome to the 87th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. How is everybody? How are you? Ready to go? How about that expression, think out of the box? To think outside of the box. You know, there are so many expressions in English, and I really recommend that you learn them and incorporate them because it's like taking your English to the next level once you start incorporating these expressions. A really common expression is to think outside of the box, and it's so common that it's um, boring. It's a little overused, don't you think? But what does that expression mean, to think outside of the box? It means to think differently, to think unconventionally. Please repeat, unconventionally. One, two, three, four, five, six. Unconventionally. Remember the trick to properly pronouncing words. If you're stuck and you don't know how to pronounce a word, count the syllables and then find the stress on that word. Unconventionally. Yeah, to think outside of the box is to think differently, to think unconventionally. It's used to promote creative thinking. Hey, but my question is, what about thinking inside the box? What do I mean by that? How about those cubicles? You know those boxes that we work in or we used to work in at the office? You know those boxes that you would sit in and type away on your computer? And then when someone called your name, you would have to stand up. Yeah? Oh, what? Yeah, that report is due next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I'll help you with that. Okay. And then you sit back down in your little cubicle box. What about thinking inside those boxes? Because I remember those boxes, those cubicles were so isolated and they were so boring. I felt like I was working in a corporate jail. And now if you look around, there are some really cool cubicles out there. These lightweight cubicles, they're flexible, they have a lot of air. They are designed to do inspiring work. They're designed to make us feel more productive. And a lot of that has to do with the materials that are used to build these cubicles. I was checking out these new cubicles, and a lot of them are made from materials like aluminum. Please repeat aluminum. Please repeat aluminum. Yeah, the Americans, we pronounce the word aluminum. And I think in the UK, yeah, in the UK they pronounce it aluminium. So these are interesting cubicles, these modern boxes in which we can work at the office made out of some really interesting materials like aluminum and stainless steel. They have these really cool LED lights. Please repeat LED, LED lights. We don't say lead, we say LED lights. And these cubicles are made out of leather. Very cool, very different from the boring boxes that I used to work in back in the 1990s which really was like a cage. <laughs> but anyway, we have come a long way. By the way, how about that phrasal verb to be boxed in or to box somebody in, to box in? Have you ever felt boxed in? Boy, I really feel boxed in at my job. I feel confined. My boss isn't allowing me to expand my horizons or to express myself fully or to develop myself professionally. I am being limited. I am being boxed in. Have you ever felt boxed in? Of course, 
there are two ways of feeling boxed in. Figuratively, when you can't develop, for whatever reason you feel trapped or confined. And the other one is physically boxed in, when you can't leave. I am boxed in. I have parked my car and somebody has boxed me in. Please repeat, somebody has boxed me in. Do you know what I mean? When you park your car and you can't leave because someone else has trapped you, well, that's to be boxed in. Box. Please repeat, one box, two boxes. One box, two boxes. It's a regular verb, by the way, to box or to box in, boxed. Of course, it sounds like a T in the past, but you know that it's really ED. It's a regular verb. And by the way, what about boxing things up? Have you ever had to box things up? Man, I have no space for these books. I cannot put all of these books on that shelf. I need to store them. I need to, first of all, box them up and then store them. So to box something up is to basically store something. It's to put something in a box. Now, we don't usually use to box. We usually use the phrasal verb to box something up. Yeah, I'm going to box up these belongings and then take them home. Have you ever been fired from a job? <laughs> it's the classic scenario where you see it in a movie, for example. Somebody either quits or gets fired, and they take all of their belongings and they box them up and they take them home. Please repeat, I boxed up my belongings and I took them home. I boxed up my belongings and I took them home. What about a box office smash? Hey, that movie was a box office smash. Well, a box office smash refers to a very successful movie in terms of money. A box office smash. Let's see, how about the movie Rumblefish? Was Rumblefish a box office smash? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a box office smash. Yeah, back in 1983, there was a movie called Rumblefish, which was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and it starred Mickey Rooney and Matt Dillon. And I remember this book. When I was a kid, we read Rumblefish. And the movie cost $10 million to make, and it only grossed $2.5 million. Please repeat, the movie only grossed $2.5 million. The movie only grossed Two and a half million dollars. Okay, so the verb there to gross means to earn, and we usually only use it for performances like movies or theater performances and things like that. Yeah, so it wasn't a box office smash. Kind of surprising because of the actors, Mickey Rourke, Matt Dillon, because of the director, Francis Ford Coppola, but it was not a box office smash. It didn't do well at the box office. Now, the box office is the place where you buy tickets for a film or a movie or a theater performance, but we use it to talk about the financial performance of a film or a theater event. Yeah, it didn't do very well at the box office. It failed at the box office. And interestingly, in the soundtrack to the movie Rumblefish, there was a song called Don't Box Me In. This is so funny. Yeah, you remember Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland was the drummer for the police. He and a guy named Stan Ridgway, who is also an American musician, he is a singer and a composer, they wrote a song called Don't Box Me In, and it formed part of the soundtrack of the movie Rumblefish. Boxer, boxer. And by the way, Mike Tyson recently fought Roy Jones Jr., 
So there's a boxer. There are two boxers there who box. A couple days ago, they boxed. What about the song, The Boxer? Yeah, there's a really cool song by Simon and Garfunkel that goes back to their album, Bridge Over Troubled Water from 1970. And they have a wonderful song on that album called The Boxer, which is a song about a person who is very lonely, who is very poor, living in New York City. How about the boxer engine? What is a boxer engine? Well, it's a flat engine. It's an engine, actually, that was designed by Carl Benz back in 1897. And these boxer engines, or these flat engines, are engines that are horizontally opposed. In other words, they have the boxer configuration where the pistons are horizontally opposed and they move in and out, in and out, which kind of looks like two people boxing. And that's why they call that engine the boxer engine. And what about the boxer dog? Another German invention. Of course, Carl Benz designed the boxer engine, but what about the German boxer? Very cool dogs, aren't they? Very loyal, very playful, very good with children. So, we have looked at boxers and the verb to box in and the verb to box up and the expression to think outside of the box and the expression to feel boxed in. Please use these expressions and also go back and listen to this podcast two or three times so that you can really improve your listening comprehension and consolidate everything you've learned. That's it for the 87th episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.